2: Frontier. Ladies and gentlemen, the following podcast is Wrestling Death and is scheduled for one. you oh. coming now.
3: Welcome to Wrestling Death the March, healing from LABERT, weighing in at hundred and eighty-two pounds. I'm John, host of this show, producer of the main show, and with me a man who is bigger than the Rocks bank account. That's 320 million and counting. It's Big Alex.
1: Hello, I wish I had £320 in my bank account, let alone £320 million. I know, what What would you do with three hundred I
3: mean, I would just imagine having that amount of money.
1: You could buy the, the XFL. XFL. <laughs> you could buy the
3: <laughs> XFL. You could buy the WWE, bloody hell. Um, and that voice that you heard uh, is a man who continues to count the days of Baron Corbin's bad luck after he smashed the mirror at Money in the Bank. It is, of course, Sports Kida's wrestling journalist Scotland's to Dave Meltzer. It's Gary Castley. I would take that. I, I thought my Baron Corbin thing was up
0: a couple of weeks ago, but we're back. Uh, back on the bad luck. I don't I think, think you can count it because he, he got he beat Drew Gulak. Ah, so uh, he got a pinfall, but ugh, I and forget about that. WWE forget about enough stuff. The one thing I'll say, I think we need a, a Patreon exclusive graph of John's weight fluctuation over the, the past however long it's been <laughs> i think it that definitely been. needs
3: to be i think it has been it's been kind of 185 at its highest i'm down into kind of 182 at the moment <laughs> so the running's paying off and i'm not eating rubbish so there you are
1: but, that um, holiday weight's finally going
3: absolutely absolutely uh so let's um just i want to have a quick chat because we were talking about this on our whatsapp group this week about retribution Now, um, I'm sure you're going to come on to this More uh, detail Within the buddies and putovers later on Gary, because I I I saw you on Twitter And uh, you were slagging them off a wee bit For throwing a brick through a window and running away
0: Throwing two bricks through a window They threw one through it and it smashed the window And then the other brick just went through for no reason and they ran away. And they just don't look like a credible threat to a locker room that's got like Randy Orton in it, for a start.
2: Get them in as <laughs> It's, like, hey, yeah, you know,
3: yeah. <laughs> it's bizarre, because obviously, you know, the, on last week's episode, SmackDown, I mean, they came in, they absolutely ran right. It was very Nexus-esque. Yep. You know, the chainsaw, beating up people, all that sort of stuff. And then on last night's Raw, they, they basically threw a brick through a window and run away, like they're playing door runner or something like that. One note on the SmackDown thing. I know that not a lot of people would have noticed this because
0: they don't watch. Um, but on <laughs> 205 Live, no worse, 205 Live, right? obviously airs live after Smackdown. Uh-huh. Everything was back to normal. Oh, God. Detective Gary, <laughs> back on the case again. <laughs> Everything
3: was just normal again. It's like,
0: something just came to mind. All <laughs>
1: these consistency issues fixed after, what, 25 years? The <laughs> head of programming?
3: Think, you would think. Um, so what, I just want to have a bit of speculation at the top of the show here to... To get you guys' opinion, who is this faction and what? who's in it and what is it for? Alex, come think, to you first. I think we've got to
1: stick with Gary's previous one, uh, last week's detective work about Dominic Dijakovic. And he wasn't on NXT, he's been written off NXT, so I'd say Dijakovic's a borderline surefire. Right, so there's five members, so Dijakovic won. The other one I can see being, which I don't want him to be, is Tommaso Ciampa. Now I'll admit this is one I got off the dirt sheets, but it makes sense. They've said NXT; he's got nothing to do. They're a little bit so push him to the side, and we're trying to think who else on the main roster have we not seen in a long time. Oh, I was going to be a lot. It's going
3: to be if they've got Dijakovic champ, then so you reckon champ the kind of leader then? Maybe I
1: could see like Sami Zayn if he's coming back to work. Zayn, Sami Zayn right, in okay. it. Okay. Got two more. Then I kind of. You put me on the spot here. I wish you'd let me think about this, John, beforehand. <laughs> two more.
3: There's a girl in there. There's an underused
1: there. tag team just now that's not we've not seen in ages.
3: I don't know, but there's a female on, in there as well because you had the female two. There's two females.
1: I think so. Um, Dakota Kai and Teagan Knox. <laughs> <laughs> terrible decision, but considering they're not friends anymore and one of them's quite prominent in the team.
3: Right, and what is the reasoning then? What is this faction's reasoning for being called retribution and doing what they're doing?
1: It has to be something to do with the lack of airtime or losing their contracts or something. There has to be a plug. But then again, this is WWE, and they'll just be like, at the end of the day, they'll just line everyone up, and they'll be like, you, 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 and you. Tonight, your retribution. Go.
3: Yes, that is pretty much how that works. Gary, you must have a theory on this. Um.
0: And yeah. you must have
3: protective work. You must know who it is. You, Gary, on will like Come on.
0: who you no, My worry here is that WWE doesn't know who it is. I think they're... And I know we'll get to this in the news, but I think they're using random people People are actually going to be in the... If there is a faction at the end of it. I think they're just using random bodies. I still think Mustafa Ali is going to be the guy in charge of it. It's the only one that makes sense for me. Dijakovic, obviously, will freeze Twitter stuff. He tweeted to Vince McMahon yesterday... A um, static screen with "We are in control" on tiny text, and then deleted that tweet shortly after. Which obviously is, you know, the reason then as because people will see it and then see yeah. that he's deleted it. Um, but for me, I think I think I've spotted who some of the people that are actually behind the masks right now are. But I don't think they are the people that are in the faction.
1: So it's a shame they've given them such cheap, crappy balaclavas, so you can figure that out. You know,
0: And they, they had them and Akira Tozawa's ninja army, like, in two segments apart last night, and obviously they're dressed similar, so it just doesn't make any sense. Um, but I'm pretty sure that two of the people behind the masks, the women, I think Vanessa Bourne is one of them, which there right. was a rumour yeah, that she yeah, I was getting yeah, up. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and the other one, there's one that seems to resemble Chelsea Green, mm. who had been told that and I didn't publish this because... I'm not sure if I mentioned this last week even, so it might be old news. But I'd been told that there was a plan last week to debut Chelsea Green on Raw. And they were doing two tapings. Obviously, the debut didn't come. But she put out a photo a couple of days, you know, into last week. I think it was like Wednesday or Thursday, of her in a new photo shoot wearing new ring gear. So I think they were originally going to debut her and then maybe they've just chucked her in this faction for the sake of it. Uh, I think also maybe... And I reported on a guy from Evolve signing called uh, Anthony Retro Anthony Green, who I believe he has signed a contract but is still awaiting, you know, the paperwork to become a proper, you know, has to go through his medical and all that stuff. I think he's part of it and I think Leon Ruff is part of it as well. Not maybe part of the, the end faction but the bodies that are involved. And someone pointed out, I couldn't quite figure out if this was right, somebody pointed out that they thought Brendan Vink, was one of the, the faces who we obviously seen mm-hmm. him on Raw for about two weeks in a row and then never again.
1: Um, <gasps> Ruddick Moss, can I add Ruddick Moss into my faction? Yeah,
0: he, he, was on, he was on Raw Underground. So. <laughs> Riddick Moss is on Raw Underground, wow. He, he got a,
2: win,
0: a decisive one. <laughs> so I think it's, um, and I know we'll get into it later, but I think that, that WWE don't quite know where we're going with it, which is worrying because I just keep going back to that Eric Rowan spider.
3: Oh, yeah. Um, I think it is Roman Reigns, Sami Zayn, Bobby (laughs) Roode and we'll, well let's just say vanessa born in chelsea green because i can't think of any females but these guys have all been uh, away from wwe because of covid and retribution is against vince mcmahon because
1: he didn't maybe know. it's because they've all had covid and that's the link and all these people have had covid because of wwe and like one of their grandmas has died and it's all yep, like a mass absolutely
2: retribution, COVID it's, a, angle.
3: it's a retribution against vince mcmahon for not Uh, providing enough PPE and uh, social distancing at events. Uh, So that is what I think it is. So there we go. We'll wait and see if that works out. I've got a much more uh, WWE
0: explanation for the name. They've chucked in a pay-per-view called Payback after SummerSlam. And Ah. Retribution and Payback are synonyms. So, I genuinely think that's it.
2: Oh. <laughs> that is
3: probably oh. the closest we're going to get to. It. Anyway, it's it's something to talk about, and it is something to talk about. We'll wait and see how that uh, storyline progresses. So, uh, yeah, we'll have lots more. We've got a bit more info on that in the news with Gary later on, and we'll be doing our usual burying and putting over stuff from the shows. Uh, once again, we're on the Wrestling Daft Raft and heading towards Fancy Bookie Island, and Big Alex holds the book this week. What are we having, mate?
1: Well, I've done a special one for John since he's such a big, big fan of Raw Underground. They have to do their own version of Raw Underground any way they want, any way they need. I can't remember the last line of that song.
0: So John is going to cancel it and I'm going to say keep it exactly
3: how it is and it will be the quickest fantasy booking <laughs> island ever.
1: Oh, was it done then, guys? Moving on
2: next time.
3: <laughs> Yep, uh, we'll find out how that goes on later on. Um, and it's a feature moreover than the people's elbow. It's turning Japanese once again. We're delving into the world of New Japan pro wrestling with Big Alex. Uh, lots of exciting stuff going on
1: this week. There is. I might be more excited this week than I was last week.
3: Ooh, look forward to that later on. But first, it's time to cut a promo. I have a lot of things I want to get off my chest. Right, so masks are pretty much mandatory in shops on public transport here in Scotland uh, and across the rest of the UK, other parts of the world, different rules here. But here is what I want to talk about today. Are people fucking stupid? Yes. It's not hard (laughs) Yeah, people are stupid. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> How hard is it to understand? To wear a mask properly, you need to cover both mouth and nose. There are two things that exit the body. The nostrils. Air comes out of the nostrils. Air also comes out of the mouth. You need to cover both of these things for a mask to work. Otherwise, it's fucking pointless. Absolutely pointless. You walk into the shops, you go on public transport, and you see these people that are covering the mouth, but not the nose. That's not how a mask works. Now, I get it. You don't like wearing a mask, right? It's a bit uncomfortable. But we have to do these things. We're going through a pandemic. Just pretend. If you don't like to wear a mask, right? We all know, everybody that listens to this podcast will be doing it properly because we're all wrestling fans, which means when we put on a mask, we will pretend we're some wrestler. That's what to do in real life. If you don't like to wear a mask, pretend you're Sub-Zero from Mortal Kombat. It's pretty cool. Walk about the show. Shops, pretend you're Sub-Zero. Or just pretend you're a ninja but wear a mask properly, it's not hard. Cover both orifices, easy for me to say, cover those up, because that's what spreads the killer disease. Stop the spread of the killer disease, wear the mask properly, thank you.
1: Well, the other one for me is I had a gentleman in little yesterday, he decided to push through the queue area you know, to get out quickly, which is fine, but there's a lot of social distancing at the queue. And just before he did that, he pulled his mask down and then hammered through a group of people and then left the shop.
0: An Aldi last month, my dad said that he was, um, and my dad's very strict with measurements. He knows measurements very well. And he said he was keeping two meters for a guy. And the guy turned around and said to him, it's maybe two meters. And he was like, I'm definitely two meters away I'm about three meters away, and the guy turned around, and took two massive strides right up into his face, and went one, two, and shouted in my dad's face. And I'm like, "That's the opposite. <laughs> <laughs> it's the point you're trying to prove." And
2: if
3: you're having any issues uh, in the supermarket or having any issues with the mask, please get in touch with Wrestling Daft. That's at Wrestling Daft on Twitter. Thank you. <laughs> So it's that time to the show who like to separate the good from the bad on the TV shows as we bury and put over stuff from them. Uh, none of us can be arsed doing Smackdown, so we always like to invite one of our uh, marks, Bill marks, to come on the show and be the guest mark to do that. I like I how just...
1: that's where you introduce them every week. Yeah. Oh, here's the person we got to do the thing we couldn't be bothered doing, John. You're so
0: so gracious. Even Absolutely. though Smackdown has become probably one of the better shows. i <laughs> argue. <laughs> <laughs>
3: we might have to trade up. Um... He is currently at Queen Street Station in Glasgow. He's wearing a face mask, so he might not come over as well as you can. But listen, as I said at the start show, safety first and he's wearing his uh, face mask properly. It's John McFarlane. How are you doing, John?
2: I'm all two bad guys myself. Whereabouts in Queen Street are you, mate? Uh, the, the low level. So low level of Queen Street. Are you waiting for a
3: train? Yeah, aye. So if the train comes during this this segment, we might lose you.
1: You might, but you've got plenty of time. Plenty of time. <laughs> well, do you want to do do you want to do SmackDown first this week, just well, in well, case
3: we'll, <laughs> you know We're going to do SmackDown first with John just in case we lose him, because if he's in the lower level of Queen Street and you go through that tunnel, we've had it.
2: Ah, uh, if so, you
3: had it. it, John? I need to get your wrestling credentials, mate. Have you got any wrestling credentials you can show off? Have you met a wrestler? Have you been in a ring? Um, I've met quite
2: a few wrestlers myself met, um crew. I Matt Kyle. All right, good. Good to you meet him? Uh, it was quite a few years back I think it was his first one made WWE um, It was a live show Met him outside The Radisson um, The guy was just was Brand new Brand new Nice Nice Well listen that, that's,
3: that is good credentials for us And like I say We'll get to Smackdown first Because I've got a funny feeling You're going to have to jump on a train You're going to miss the rest of <laughs> uh, So Let's kick off with Smackdown we'll come back To the Wednesday Night Wars In a minute what? Smackdown this week Give it to us, buddies and putovers, my friend. Yeah, uh, right. I'm
2: gonna give these a body first. I need to bury this whole retribution angle. I just I just I go I'm mostly sure on it, I just think like, that just it's lazy booking. I just I just I can't get behind it.
1: We're talking about... Do you seem to have been- just thrown something at the wall, doesn't it? Like one week we're like, right, we'll do our underground, we'll do this new faction. Yeah, people will be interested, and it's just like meh.
2: It's just like it's lazy. It's just, it's just lazy about it, and I don't know. It's just when you watch. He watch it. You just. I can't get behind the storyline. Any, any, any thoughts on who it could be, John? We were
3: speculating at the start of the show who we thought it might be.
2: I don't. I'm thinking the two females is either Chelsea Green or Vanessa Ball. My next Yeah. Um. Regards to. I don't know, regardless of who the, the, the men are, I don't, I've not got any clue who the men are. That's how I'm thrown at, because I don't know where they're going with this storyline. Yeah, just, we were, we
3: were
2: saying like, that. Like, <laughs> it's, yeah. I just, It's fucking like lazy about me. I'll be honest with you, I just, it's absolutely lazy about me.
3: So that, that's a big buddy for you. Uh, give us uh-huh. a, let's give it, get a put over from you.
2: Uh, right, so I'm going to start off with... Cesaro and Nakamura is the tag champions. I'm gonna start after that. I just feel it's fresh, it's brand new. And I think it's about time obviously Bethlehem had a had a title at home because so I think putting them put them the tag belts on them, it suits them. It's it's just something fresh.
0: Yeah, I I love the new day, but it's nice and refreshing not to see the new day holding the tag team titles or the Usos, even though I love both teams. It's nice um, to see I'm, somebody else holding them.
2: Oh, I've got I'm fucking sick of the new games. <laughs> <there. laughs> yeah. Um, setting set there, I'm I'm quite liking this whole thing with the scenes and like the blessing on strong. And I, it's it's quite entertaining. It's kind of gone somewhere. I, I don't know why. I, I,
3: did I miss something or was it an ad break? But I totally missed how it all came together because The Fiend what I saw I was watching it in, on BT and then The Fiend came out and then the next thing I know Alexa was in the, the ring with The Fiend and stroking his face did I miss something in between?
2: No <laughs> <laughs> you know, see I'm the exact same person sitting watching it and I'm like how hey, hold on you were can you want to hear only about it and they are just standing there and I, I don't know I just how it kind of tells the story and how it kind of ties in with what they've done at the, the, the extreme rules also so it, it kind of ties in well and also I'm hoping the route we've gone down is the team that actually win the championship at awesome.
1: Yeah, plus as well who'd have thought the mixed match, mixed, mixed match challenge would come into such important WWE <laughs> lore I mean <laughs> I <don't> know I've
2: said I've said I've
1: Oh, I bet you they'll do like a, a an Uzo and um, Naomi breakup angle next because that'll
2: be our next next match challenge story. They'll just have
0: to pluck out of that. I probably. I don't. I fucking look okay, past them. I oh, I completely agree. I absolutely love the Fiend Alexa Bliss stuff. The just because it came out of nowhere, but they're doing it the right way. I think it's absolutely brilliant.
3: No it was, but did I did I miss something in between, Gary, or did that just happen?
0: So I actually I missed it as well. I think. I don't know if they're trying to do this. I think they're trying to do a thing where they're like the fiend summons Alexa Bliss. I think, you know, she came for under the ring or if they just threw the crowd crowd. Um but I think it was deliberate. I'm no certain on that, but I think it's deliberate and they're trying to do a the fiend summons these people now because for what we've seen a Braun Strowman, I think he's meant to be trapped somewhere supernatural. I might be wrong there as well But I think that's the way It's meant to come across Uh, But I think think we'll see At SummerSlam I think that'll be unveiled At SummerSlam What's actually the the thing there Some of the
2: Stranger Things you
0: stuck in the upside down (laughs) (laughs) world Get Dexter Loomis in He's got the Stranger Things gimmick as well There we go uh, Dexter
2: Loomis is amazing What was Matt tonight, John? Um. I don't know, I'm going to say Cesaro's match. I don't know why. I just feel like every time Cesaro has a hatch, he just fucking knocks it at the back. I just, I don't get one of the guys not world well champion for
3: this. Yeah, I'd, uh, would love, I think every every wrestling mark fan would love to see Cesaro win the championship. Um, great. Well, listen, um, if you've got to go, hang about, John, but if you've got to go and get your train, jump on the train, all right, and we'll keep going. But uh, let's yeah. come back. Let's go back to uh, AEW on Wednesday. Alex, what's your buddies and putovers from that, my friend?
1: Uh, we had a good show. We had JR reminding us all that he's pretty far down the dementia train. And we also <laughs> they were also using pyro like it was going out of fashion. Maybe the lack of the pandemic, their fireworks were getting to their expiration date and they were like, fuck it, let's just give Matt Cordrona everything.
0: Everything. I feel like uh, I feel like JR is going into the me with Drew McIntyre territory where it's becoming a weekly, <laughs> a weekly thing. <laughs> a weekly. You hear
1: him the at the start, like Mister Mister. Um, I'm going to call him something else, and it's like JR, you're live on air, you can't yeah. say that. You can't <laughs> say that. He did the same thing with John Moxley at the beginning, but um, first over the night, the Darby Allen. John Moxley relationship dynamic that they put into that match. Like I really like that promo from Moxley at the yeah. beginning when he was like talking up the comparisons between them, and he's like, Darby, when the time comes, just stay down. And you know, that foreshadowed the match. It was a similar situation to what Taz did with the Brian Cage match a couple of weeks ago, which I quite like this foreshadowing idea that they're doing And also I've Darby a, Allen coming out with that cut of John Moxley's class.
0: I've got a wee theory on that. I have a feeling. We might see Taz turn on Cage All Out and Darby Allen winning the FTW Championship. Ooh. That's a um, bold Ooh. prediction, but that's my bold prediction
1: for the start on this one, just in case it happens. All right. Well, we'll chalk that one down. We'll chalk that one down to Detective Gary, and he's very rarely wrong. So, uh, spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to be bad this week and take both my berries. Although one of them is a bit of a continuation of last week. So, I think I mentioned a couple of weeks ago that it was really good that they tackled. Tony not being on commentary that one week, head on. And Xalabar wasn't there last week, wasn't mentioned. And again, this week, it just wasn't mentioned, which annoys me a little bit. They've been so good for the consistency, things like that, and that just pissed me off a little bit.
2: Yeah.
1: yeah. And Barry number two has to go to the bump man himself, Mr. Sammy Guevara, for throwing a real fucking chair at Matt Hardy. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, fuck's sake. Oh man, like, I looked at that spot and I was like, is Matt played it? There shouldn't be that much blood. Because like when Sammy did that cool flip, it was a cool little move. Yeah. He hit Matt and there was a literal blood spatter. And I read a little bit afterwards and it was saying that Sammy apparently had got a little bit overexcited. Couldn't find the proper chair and threw like a normal chair at Matt and just completely yeah, gashed of-
0: open. A lot of people thought that Matt Hardy bleed during that, but I'm it didn't look like a blade job at all. If it was a blade job it was the worst blade job ever. Um but I then were just it was trying to figure out where
1: all that, Yeah, it was just to figure out where all that blood came from. Aye. Did you notice in Matt's promo as well that I'm pretty sure he called Sammy a bum boy? And I don't think you can do that in twenty twenty. I missed <laughs> he that. I think he did. I think he did, and he also Shh. had his trousers on. From like he was talking about how he's just going to be him, but yet he's still wearing his Hardy Boy trousers from 2003. I'm like, come on, Matt! For goodness' sake, change those trousers immediately. Not <laughs> um, going back to another positive. Put over Trent's Mars Van. <laughs> so, um, well, the, the, minute, the minute Best Friends turned up and that, we knew something was going on with Sue's van. And something did go on with Sue's van. So I was quite surprised when Best Friends went over Santis, because I assumed that Santis need a big win. But it turns out I was wrong. What they need more than a win is a fucking storyline. So um, if you didn't see it, they came out and then trashed up Sue's van and like... <laughs> Took in the windows and took a baseball bat to it and spray painted it and stuff. It was it was great. And then we got like the Trent promo afterwards when he's just shouting at the camera, like, don't touch my mom's van! So, yeah, <laughs> I want it was great. I'm going
3: to phone up my mom and you're going to apologize
1: to her. I love that. Yeah, I think you're going to apologize on speakerphone or something like <laughs> yeah. that as well. Or what, something. A, what a match stipulation. Apologize to my mom. match. <laughs> uh, did you notice as well that Trent had cling films wrapped around his midriff as well? Casual
3: Clinton. I didn't notice Something. that. I didn't notice that. Um, yeah. match of match of the night, Alex.
1: Had to be that fucking chaotic 12 man tag that JR couldn't um, even cope with at the start. Good, like, wasn't it? But but yeah. there was a couple of little things that I have to bring up. Is the Dax knee a work or is the Dax knee real? Um so I posted a photo on social media of him sitting with
0: a knee brace on just before this aired, but I still think it's a work.
1: Yeah, yeah, it seemed like our storyline. Aye, I, I still yeah, think a kind of cage, with... walk off and leave them again and leave Omega again. And how good was Colt Cabana's? Was it called the Chicago Skyline move that he did? <laughs> Where he like had them up on top of the rope and he just jumps down and then he like land on his shoulders on the top of the rope. It's class. It was really good. Yeah, really
3: no, good. it was a great match. It was a great
1: yeah, match. and Dark Order needed that win to look.
3: Yeah, like yeah, 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 yeah. Force and, again. I mean, that, Dark Order. Any time I've seen the Dark Order doing the tag matches and stuff, they look great. They
1: really. Yeah, who, was, they look really- who was the random guy in the shirt? And why was there a random guy in the shirt when they've got number 10 dressed for a wrestling match standing next to the commentary booth? That didn't make any fucking sense. Is this the guy that's called Nine? By I think any so. chance, I. Dave
0: Meltzer, I think, gave away the name of him, but I. Uh, gave away he who? Gave it away was, the name?
1: Because <laughs> like, um, I know that they were making a big deal of 10, and 10's injured, and now they've got a stand in guy for 10, and that's what we haven't seen him in the ring.
0: Apparently, um, apparently it's Brandon Cutler that's playing the role of Nine as well. Oh,
1: fair enough. So that's <laughs> yeah. well, I mean, he would be a good addition to the Dark Order because of his connection to the Bucks as well. Yeah,
3: I... What they do with the Dark Order, what peter out, or how, what where are they going with it? That's what I want to know. You know, that's where I, I think you know we're going back to talking about long term storylines. But yeah, I'd be interested to see where go with it. Yeah, I'm interested
1: to see if there is a long-term storyline with that or else they were just trying to do something more with the Dark Order's character because they couldn't use the Super Smash Bros gimmick when they first brought them in and it's just grown arms and legs and arms and legs and tentacles yeah, and all kinds of, of things. Yeah. a lot of
3: people in that now. Uh, yeah, I'll move over to NXT, however, and I've got to take my, I'm not using the generally stipulation of one buddy because I've got to take my two buddies this week because the first thing I've got to worry is the fact that BT Sport missed the first fucking part of the show. I don't I, know if WWE or BT Sport, but they they missed the first 17 minutes of the show. I believe
0: it was WWE, because India had the same issue we did, and I believe one of the South American countries had a similar issue as well, so I think it was WWE's fault this time, but BT Sport wanted to blame for putting up the, due to recent, uh, what was it, recent events (laughs) come to light, and it's like, there's been nothing, the only thing that's happened that day was Marty Genetti confessing to murder, which... (laughs) I
2: guess
3: <laughs> it's something that <laughs> that changes the entirety <laughs> of the NXT. <laughs> uh, but yeah, they missed the first. So I was like, all right, okay, fair enough. But um, yeah, that was a bit rubbish. Uh, so we'll move on to a put over now. Now, last week I was here. I was a bit worried about Ridge Holland. I thought he was too green. I have to say, I was really impressed with him. I thought he was really. I was sitting and going, "I, no, he'll be rubbish. But he was really good in the <laughs> ranks. So yeah. I take that forward back. Um, He looks like like Vince's dream wrestler Um, You know, I can see him being up to the main roster fairly soon But he he looks like, and he was really good, I have to say So apologies Reg, don't kick my arse Uh, I might have mentioned this last week But when I was done at Blackpool That
0: like literally Triple H and William Regal Were sneaking it into every media op they could To praise how, you know how much he was just doing everything he could to make sure he was the best he could be for his debut. And that was, he ended up like being aired in the crowd at Blackover, at Blackover, uh, Takeover Blackpool. Um, Blackover's probably a completely different event, but uh, it was aired in the crowd for that. But they were talking about him for the entirety of the media ops and saying that he was going to be the next big thing. So no surprise to see him pushed at all.
3: Yeah, um, I, I... I don't like the Peaky Binder style gimmick. I, I, <laughs> I think, don't think anybody does, it's a bit outdated. <laughs> yeah, I think he I think he could live without that, but no, I really impressed that. Uh, going back to the Burries um before we end up in a nice put over. Um Adam Cole versus Pat McAfee. Ah. Aww. Um, Aww. I loved it. Offering- <laughs> How can you get invested in this? I don't get this booking. I just see... I don't know where they pulled it from. Obviously, they pulled it from the fact that Pat McAbee's got an amazing social following because of his time in NFL. But that seems to be the only reason this match is coming together because there's no... Sto- you know I mean, they get, well, he's been... This is the thing, Alex, right? Adam Cole, right, has been NXT champion for, you know, well over a year. He's beaten everyone. How we suddenly led to think that... Pat McAfee, a guy who's coming out of nowhere, has got a chance against Adam Cole. Now they've obviously they, they did they sold this kind of punt kick on NXT. If you if you if you saw it, where he punted thing, and then the, the WWE have now been realised this, so they've been putting up a promo video of Pat McAfee working in the ring and stuff. But are we to really believe in a really to invest in a match between Adam Cole and Pat McAfee? Are we? Do we really think that Pat McAfee is going to go over Adam Cole? Because it's just nonsense for me. I loved but Gary, it,
0: Gary. you say something. I, I absolutely loved it. I, I mentioned this before, where I thought it was really bad um, up until that Wednesday night, and I thought they done everything really well on Wednesday night to sell me on something that I hated to begin with. But I don't. Yeah, I, I'm, I de- definitely get the concern where it's like, how would you believe that Pat McAfee is a credible challenger to Adam Cole? And I do still think they've got a lot of work to do there. Um, especially when you think, you know, I, I mentioned it last week, the Undisputed Era dynamic where you had four guys come out and beat up the two heels in Imperium the week before. Something's not right there. Uh, I think the same with this one. You know, the, the good thing was they didn't have the Undisputed Era there. Adam Cole maybe having to do it on his own. I like the way they done it with the opportunistic kind of punt while, uh, while Adam Cole was getting... Like restrained on the desk, I do think they've got work to do, but I love everything they've done, and I think Pat McAfee will surprise a lot of people because I know he's wrestled a match before, uh, way back in 2009. But apparently, he's been working a lot since then and has always been working on becoming a wrestler. I've mentioned that way, you know, him and Dominic. I'm not sure if I would hedge my bets and say both of them are going to have breakout performances, but I think none of them are going to embarrass themselves in the ring. That's the one thing I would say. No, I, th- I
3: don't think it's about that. I, I, I You know, it's about the investment. In it, you know, it's as if to think this guy's going to come coming out of nowhere and beating Adam Cole. I, I just don't know why they're putting so much time and effort into it. You know, but oh if he wins clean I'm done (laughs) can't he win clean (laughs) no exactly do you know what I think would be really good if they put Pat in with the Undisputed Era as some Mm. sort of cheerleader kind of guy on the outside I think would be brilliant I mean they don't need him as a mouthpiece because they're great on the mic anyway but I think putting him in with that group and putting him up to the main roster with him so he's so you immediately get the pool the mainstream of pool from Pat McAfee and get Dies on it, I think would be a good thing. But um You might have just called it, John. You might have just called it. Wait and see how that goes. Wait and see how that goes. Um we've lost John. He's obviously had to go and catch his train.
0: (laughs) Uh, Um Get home safe,
1: John. Get home safe. Get home safe. Hope there's no idiots on that train wearing their masks incorrectly. He was wearing
3: that train was not the Stroman Express. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, John was wearing his mask well as well I appreciated that Um, final put over Santos Escobar on the microphone out Standing great promo work. Um, loved the whole attack, the Legado del Fantasma attack on Brizango. Really looking forward to, to that match when it happens, and Brizango's entrance as always. Uh, special mention, however, to Kyle O'Reilly's hat as well. That that just needs to get mentioned in the, in the putovers as well. So um, yeah, decent enough show. Uh lots going on, building obviously to take over. Um, but match tonight has to be it was never going to be a bad match Imperium versus uh, Undisputed Era um, Aye. you know how are you going to get a bad match out of those teams uh, so no crack, cracking. quite enjoyed NXT I don't know if it was as good as AEW but I mean it's certainly ratings wise it got pounding didn't it?
0: AEW was definitely the better show for me I think but I think like, it's been the same the past few weeks even looking at what was advertised that was always going to be the case that AEW
1: would come yeah. out on top yeah, yeah. Well, they've been in a bit of free fall since the Keith Lee-Adam Cole week and you know it's going to be difficult difficult for them to maintain that kind of hype from that Adam Cole-Keith Lee championship unification yeah.
3: match. Yeah. Uh, right, okay, let's move on to last night's Raw then. Gary, what we got? Only one place I can start. Randy Orton,
0: Ric Flair. Uh, the end of the show was one of the best endings to any wrestling show I've seen for a long time. Uh, I mentioned, I'm not sure if I mentioned this last week, but um, last week, obviously, they taped two Raws. I got told that Randy Orton was turning on Ric Flair. Um, that was the only thing I got told. didn't get told about what it was going to happen, how it was going to happen. I got told that that was in place before they even figured out what Randy and Drew were doing last week. That said, even though I knew it was coming, it was fantastic. The promos, you know... I don't think we need to put over Randy Orton any more than we have in the past few weeks about his promo ability. The guy is second to none. Ric Flair was brilliant, which I think Ric Flair can be slightly incoherent in his promos, but he was amazing last night.
1: (laughs) That's the nicest thing anyone has ever said about Ric Flair.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But he played his part absolutely brilliantly as well. We played the kind of, and this sounds bad, but it is the part he was playing, and it's the part that, again, some of us would identify with Ric Flair. Desperate old man trying to be part of something, um, and he played it really well. He played it absolutely brilliantly, and that was the exact role he said he's gone. I was in hospital. I was on, you know, in intensive care, which we all know is a very real thing that he, that he did go through. He said, "I'm trying to cling on to Charlotte Flair for, for, you know, my own personal gain. Trying to cling on to Randy Orton because I just want to be part of something really nice." The one bit that was close to the knuckle, that I loved. Randy Orton referencing being the son that Ric Flair wished they had. <gasps> we, aye we, oh no, Ooh, you, don't oh. you don't mention Reed. You oh. don't mention Reed. Man, th- that was probably, you know, it was close to when Paige referenced, maybe even worse, but executed better than when Page referenced Reed Flair on, you know, raw a few years ago. But it was just brilliant. It was a proper... The match ended 15 minutes before the, the end of Raw. And I'm going, how can they fill 15 minutes with promos? they done it perfectly. They've done it absolutely amazingly. The actual turn was spot on. So all week since I got told the turn was happening, I've been going back and forward in my mind going, how do you physically have Randy Orton do something with Ric Flair? Because I don't want to see any, any physicality at all with Ric Flair. We all know how much he... Uh, you know, a sense of medical position he's in would be the, the best way I could put it. I don't want to see anything happen. An RKO is out the window. That's no something you can do with Ric Flair. They've done the low blow, which harps back to the Christian, you know, um, the match Christian had with Randy Orton, where Ric Flair done the low blow on Christian. It protected Ric Flair perfectly. And then they had the full link back to Retribution. The lights flickering, the lights flickering. When Randy Orton done the punt, the lights went out. You didn't see the punt.
3: Ah, it's
0: good that. And then they've done the thing that I love. Any Randy Orton thing, this gets me. Randy Orton showing the remorse after he does the heinous act, hugging Ric Flair on the ground. I'll, it's my favourite thing. It's that, you know, you mentioned long term storyline. When you weave in things like Randy Orton's steam tune being, I hear voices in my head. The voices are there. That's the thing that makes him do the evil thing. He's a good guy. We all want to like him. He's a good guy. You just punts old guys I have never heard anyone say oh
1: Randy Orton he's a good guy he's just yeah he's
0: just he's just so good it just uh it just kicks old guys in the head and then shakes people's hands after touching his
3: private parts um but he's a good guy <laughs> <laughs> he's a good guy no I mean I, I think that you know we've, we've talked about it on this podcast this is the best I think Randy Orton's ever been just incredible, oh, incredible work. I,
0: I mentioned it earlier I think he's the best heel in wrestling right now a few people had said MGF I think Randy Orton's working on a different level. And that's no taking in away from MJF. I just think Randy Orton is untouchable right now in what he's doing.
3: It's a different type of heel heat, isn't it? Ah, yeah, yeah. MJF's got pure arsehole heat. But ah, yeah. and Orton's got this whole psychological thing going on, which is really, really good. Uh, so, yeah, putting over that, what are you burying, mate? I just mentioned retribution. I don't think I could get through these berries
0: without mentioning Retribution. We spoke a lot about them earlier, so I'm not going to go over too much old ground. Um, the one thing I'll say is I do want to like them. They're the kind of faction that I should love, because I love Nexus. I love all this, you know, we spoke about it last week with Fantasy and Island. I love Invasions. Invasions are like one of my favorite things in wrestling. This is really poor. This is not an invasion. Um, I mentioned this on Twitter that I feel like they are being portrayed as like hoodlums. Or scallywags, or whatever you want to say, scallywags. Not, I, that I well, well. that's that's the way that I I, I would have to describe them the, because they're, they're not no intimidating in any way. When you think of who is in the raw locker room, this group of five people chucking two bricks through a window just doesn't do it. Especially when you chuck one brick through, it does the trick, and then you chuck the second brick through for no reason. Um, and I mentioned that that, and this is obviously me being facetious, but it's no far off what they're doing. what are they going to do next week? Cling film the toilets, put like dog shit in a bag on the doorstep and ring the bell or or phone WWE headquarters and ask for Seymour. butts. it's it's just, they're acting like teenagers. It's no working at all. It's absolutely terrible and it's just no doing it for me whatsoever. See
1: if it turns out it is teenagers and it's like all the 19-year-olds graduates <laughs> from the WWE Performance Centre, then totally okay with it. It's the AEW demographic coming to uh, <laughs>
0: get retribution <laughs> from WWE.
1: <laughs> you know, like, how do we get this demographic? We literally feature them in the show. Oh, Genius. The other buddy, I'm, I'm also putting in another No one's
3: using the GLS this no. week.
0: But it's the quickest barrier ever. I mentioned the continuity of SmackDown, the fact that they had 205 Live on street after made no sense after somebody changed on the ropes. The Hurt Business just were not involved in Raw Underground whatsoever. Shane McMahon was just back there pretending nothing had happened and Raw Underground was back to normal. (laughs) (laughs) Just didn't make any sense. Just absolutely terrible. And
1: did they not film two weeks of Raw last week? Yeah, it was
0: filmed last week. So it doesn't make any sense. It was filmed immediately after. So I don't know why, but I I do think before I, I, my my last put over is just a name, Um, but before I put that over, I'm going to throw a wee honourary one in, the fact that they did listen a bit with Raw Underground, rather than having female dancers, they had a female destroy people on the show. That's progress for me, so I'm happy to take that. I know they found it late into the night, so maybe they saw the reaction to what had happened during that and changed it on the fly, and that's why it went late. Um, but the final put over for anybody watching the Patreon, you'll probably know what I'm going to say. Dominic Mysterio. That guy, Seth Rollins, put in a promo that he had to pay his dues. Sit at ringside and pay your dues. Man, if there is an intensive course in paying your dues, Dominic Mysterio done it last night because... If anybody's watching the Patreon, they can see the photos that are behind me. The guy just took one hell of a beating with a kendo stick. And I really don't want to know what his shower felt like this morning, because that would have been horrible.
3: Ow, ow, ow. Um, No, again, like I said last week, I'd like to see him getting a wee run before we see him at SummerSlam against... uh, you know, maybe I thought they might have went in the way of some If Ray's obviously out of contract and isn't wrestling just now, they might have went in the way of putting Samoa Joe in with him. Or, but no, I think it'll be a really interesting match, and it'll be interesting to see at SummerSlam. But again, we'll see how it we'll see. How it. I think Samoa Joe is still not
0: medically cleared. still not medically cleared. Aye, right. I think that's the, the reason for that. Because I had a wee thing about that last night, but it turns out they clarified it on commentary. So no burial here, but I believe he's not medically cleared. Um, yeah. And match of the night, there was three good matches. Um, Bianca v. Zelina was brilliant. Um, I'll never argue with that. Kevin Owens v. Orton was brilliant. But Bailey Asker stole the show. Knew the way it was going to go, but I have mentioned this with the Ric Flair-Randy Orton thing. If you know the destination, it doesn't mean the journey's going to be bad. You know They can still tell a good story. Bailey Asker, amazing match. Probably, I keep saying this, Bailey doesn't get enough credit for how good she is in the ring. Last night was one of her better matches as well. It's one of the matches that if anybody asks, I will say go back watch that, watch that match and you'll probably appreciate Bailey in the ring. Uh,
3: yeah, no, definitely. Yeah, I think she's a good. I think she's really, really good. Um, yeah. Um, so yeah. Um, that's it from this week's burying putovers uh, from the shows. If you want to get some on the headline show, Alex is off this week. Uh, me and Gary will be covering. Um. However, we will also be joined by the one, the only, the Fresh Prince of Drummond Square, Ravy Davy will be joining me and Gary as a substitute for Alex, who's got a hot date and can't do the show. So. As an upgrade for Alex. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, um, we'll be doing your buddies and putovers, so get them in at the usual places, uh, on our Twitter, at Wrestling Daft, on Instagram, at Wrestling Daft Podcast, or just Wrestling Daft on Facebook. <laughs> If you're not on board our Patreon right now, why the hell are you not? It's really good. There you go, this is the biggest (laughs) advert for you. If you sell it. (laughs) It's really good. I mean, you know, you can tell I work in the advertising game, you know, get on our Patreon, it's really good. if you want more content from us you can get that right now patreon.com forward slash wrestling daft there's our three tiers there you can become a cruiserweight champion an intercontinental champion or a world heavyweight champion at various different levels of cost to you um, for the cruiserweight that's our th- lowest tier you get three quid a month Patreon only a uh, patron only chat community ad free versions of all episodes early episode access bonus content from the show full video version of this podcast so you get to see Gary's uh, looking a bit like Cruella DeVille because he's got a white streak through his hair. Uh, So you get to see that if you get on the video version and the chance to vote on the list of wrestling daft. Most importantly, um, tier two, IC champion, about seven quid a month. Everything in tier one, plus video version of the headline show. uh, And invite to our Patreon only pay-per-view parties we're going to be doing one for SummerSlam very soon and a uh, bonus episode once a month we've just done Rab on wrestling it's up there now both on video and audio form you can catch that as I sit down with Rab and talk about his uh, journey through the wrestling business so it's really really good that and tier C World Heavyweight Champion $20 a month about 15 quid everything in previous tiers plus you get free wrestling that t-shirt uh, you have to sign up for a minimum three months to that you get to come on this show's a mark or get to do the run-in with the rabbit and gradle you can get all that and much more get on board patreon.com forward slash wrestling as we would
2: love to welcome you to the roster judy was boring hello then judy discovered chumbacasino.com
3: it's my little escape
2: now judy's the life of the party
3: oh baby mama's bringing home the bacon
2: whoa take it easy judy
3: and we enjoy some manga on the television, it's time once again to return to Big Alex's Dojo for Turning Japanese. I think this time you're actually grabbing a cheeseburger or a hot dog because
0: I think it might be more of a turning American than (laughs) a turning (laughs) Japanese this week.
1: There you go. Also, while we're complaining about John getting things wrong, manga is actually uh, a written art similar to a comic book, John, (laughs) and anime (laughs) is then its digitized format when it's been moved onto a screen, but that's just semantics, mate.
3: Alright, okay, so as the sunrise in the and we enjoy some anime, it's time once again to the turn to big Alex's go for turning Japanese. What has been happening in New Japan pro wrestling this week, Alex? Oh, well, well, first of all, some first of all, I need to tell you we've had more correspondence from um, this the speaker as oh. per usual. Uh, Blake says, just caught up with the podcast, really enjoying the turning Japanese
1: section. See, it's all over. When was the last time any of you when was the last time your rant got a positive review? <laughs> <laughs> never.
3: It's never happened. It's never
1: happened. So what's actually, happened that, to be day? fair, your your previous rant did actually get a bunch of new Patreon sign-ups. So, I mean, that's kind of its own little, little yeah. thing.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's been going
1: on? Come on, tell us all. Well, well, we had a reasonably big announcement. They have finally confirmed the times of the G1. Woo! Woo! Actually, I may as well ask you this, John. Do you know what the G1 is? It is a tournament where... They wrestle for a belt. Not quite, but you got the first part of that, right? <laughs> right, okay. um, Do you know where the name comes from, or can you guess?
3: The G1 is for the glorious one.
1: Very incorrect. Gary, do you have any idea <laughs> on this
0: one? I actually don't know this one, no.
1: No idea. So they, they stole the name from horse racing. So G1 is grade one, so it's the grade one climax.
3: Oh, really? Yeah. There you
1: are. There you go. So, so it's their biggest yearly tournament. They do it. Do you remember how the NXT Cruiserweight Championship was a round robin style tournament? Yes. They stole that from the G1, basically.
3: Right, right. Yeah. right, right. They've
1: usually got two blocks of eight wrestlers, so they've sixteen, and then they go head to head. Everyone in each of their blocks faces each other, and the winner goes to Wrestle Kingdom. So it's like winning the Royal Rumble almost. Or the Champions the, the League equivalent. for um, for yes, many
3: football fans. Or the League Cup in Scotland, that's where they must have have stole it off the G1 as well because they changed the format of the League Cup in Scotland. But
1: yeah, continue. I only meant in wrestling, John. (laughs) (laughs) And I only meant WWE that one specific time. Um, So we're kicking off in the middle of September on the 18th and closing on October the 18th at the legendary Rio Goku Stadium. So we're all very excited for that. It's nice to be able a date because we were all just left wondering for a while. So this week as well, we had the debut of New Japan Strong, which is their new American television show. Did you watch that, John, or did you just patch it?
3: Uh, I missed that one, sorry. I stayed up and watched it.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I thought it was, it was really good. They stayed very true to the product, so it was very New yep. Japan style. They even had the American wrestlers doing adverts for Japanese products in the middle of it, which I thought was hilarious. <laughs> um, they've maintained Kevin, Kev- Kevin Kelly on commentary, but my one complaint was I wasn't a big fan of Alex Kolorov. It was their kind of secondary colour guy. As normally on the main shows, you've got either Rocky Romero, who's very vibrant, or you have Gino Gambino. And Gino Gambino is just an Australian man who makes it sound like it's Aussie Man Reviews. It's <laughs> like, Fucking hell, mate. It's, it's hilarious. I actually love him. I think a lot of people hate him. But I, I was
0: really him. surprised they didn't use Rocky Romero because he's in the States.
1: Yeah, and Rocky's like, Rocky's Rocky's known as the guy that he's like the go-to between a lot of the American talent. Like he's the first person they meet. He's very much their ambassador. So not having Rocky on the show was a bit of a surprise. But this is me just clutching at straws. It was just really good wrestling throughout the night. I thought that Carl Friedrichs versus Kenta match was great. It was just Kenta kicking the shit out of Carl Friedrichs. And big up to Kenta for having a similar kind of lockdown crazy hairdo as I do just now, which I thought was quite good. So one new boy, Kenta.
0: And um, friend of wrestling daft, Tama Tonga had a strong showing.
1: Oh, of course. Tama, <laughs> Tama was very good. Tama was very good. So like, um, all four matches were really good, actually. I was a big fan of them all. And I think all the right people won. So next week we have um. You're Jeff only Cobb, saying that because it was all your predictions that um, won. <laughs> well, it's because it was the right people to win. If you look at the semifinals now, you've got Kento versus Jeff Cobb, which will be phenomenal because it'll be Kento trying to strike a big fucking Hawaiian man. And then you've got um, David Finley versus Tamatonga, So it's their kind of new up-and-coming American guy versus one of their most established stars. So it should be really, really good and lead to some really, really, good final as well. And we'll, they've announced a tag match as well for next week. So it'll be interesting to see how they flush out the show once they've finished these seven matches of the tournament.
3: Well, what's our homework for next week then? Because obviously I do it every week.
1: Well, your homework for next week is to watch New Japan Strong from last week and tell us right. all about it, John. You can pick your favorite match from that. It's... Right. I will do that, I'll do that. So thank you very much once
3: again, and from this feature, it's once again, sayonara.
2: I'm afraid I've got some bad news. Bad news. Bad, 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 bad bad,
3: bad news. It's the
1: Wrestling News with Gary Cassidy. Did you notice that John added some faces to that this week? Which I thought (laughs) were great. That's the perfect way to sell
3: the Patreon. You need to watch the video to see those faces. Absolutely. Get involved. (laughs) Patreon.com forward slash wrestling. You can see the video version of this very here podcast. So what has been happening in the world of the wrestling, Gary? I believe that Meltzer is trying to say that they're using stand-ins for retribution like we talked at the top of the show about. Yep, my favourite wrestling journalist of all time, of course, um,
0: because he has sourced me twice. Um, But he has essentially said the same thing that I mentioned at the start of the show, uh, where retribution, I don't think the people that are actually on screen right now are the people that, if they ever get unmasked, will be the people that are unmasking. So he essentially uh, said that the speculation that is kind of leading right now as to who is under the masks, Vanessa Bourne, who was mentioned earlier, Chelsea Green, as well mentioned earlier, and also Ricochet and Cedric Alexander. They were on Raw last night. You never know, they could have been in the two segments, but he said that no one had to actually bother trying to figure out who it was because they won't be the final members. Um, The quote was, I was outright told that the people under the mask are not the people who will be playing the character. So that's probably about as, as much
3: a stoic statement as you can ask for in terms of that one. I know we're meant to be like, wrestling's obviously we suspend our belief when it comes to watching pro wrestling, but come on, Matt. It's just lazy, isn't it? I mean, I mean you would- we know none just... of
0: those people were Dijakovic for a start, purely because none of ice? them were. <laughs> I,
1: guess, I guess that's- I know much. I bring this up every week. It reminds me of the TNA Aces and Eights situation, where it's like a different set of people who are coming yep. out every week. And then yeah. you come and recognize them, and you're like, why is Eric Bischoff, the leader of Aces and Aces this week? What?
3: Yeah, it's just a bit strange. I mean, the thing is, you would know it was Dijakovic just due to his height. You would say, well, that's obviously Dominic Dijakovic. That's obviously Champa. I mean, I think you could see the hair for Vanessa Bourne. It was the Vanessa Bourne, I I, I saw her hair. So that's how that came off. But it's just a bit rubbish, isn't it? When you don't have the, you're not going to have this. Because when, it's just, because different people, and I don't like it. (laughs) Ah, the,
0: The perfect example is the giant ninja, Big Jordan Mog Behan, who had first lines on Raw this week, um, being the, the doorman for Raw Underground. So yeah, you can't put somebody like that under a mask, because people just know who it is.
3: No, exactly, exactly. Oh Well, we'll wait and see. I mean, I think what you guys say, it's going to be a massive disappointment at the end, isn't it? This is going to be rubbish. It's going to be one of the. Uh, sure.
1: You never know. They might turn this one around. They might be like, "Here is this NXT Dream Faction you've all been talking about for here months, is, and they're now here here going to go CM over punk. everyone." Yes, <laughs> yeah, you're seeing punk. Yeah. Good, <laughs> Jim. Uh, so, um,
3: after a year away, Mickey James is back. That's good news, isn't it? We all. I,
0: like oh man, I, I loved this because last night when, I, when it got announced, I was like, "This is something that." I didn't get told about, and I don't think I saw any stories online at all about this. It's proof that things, and I know WWE announced it ahead of time, so it wasn't exactly a surprise by, you know, the, the like the definition of the word. But the fact that this didn't get out until WWE announced it, literally like two hours before the show, I loved. Obviously, she was only there backstage for a couple of minutes, but it looks like we're going to see a little bit more of Mickey James. It looks like next week she's going to be taking on Natalia which I've got no problem with at all. I think both of them are absolutely brilliant in the ring. Um, So, yeah, it looks like Mickey James is back. The last time we saw her, no one would have actually saw her because the last time we saw her, she was doing commentary for main event. So it's nice to see her at least back doing something. I said that I really want to see her enter the... Triple Brand Battle Royal on SmackDown. I don't think that will happen now because they're they showing her in-ring return as being Monday. Um, but I wanted her to enter that, beat Bailey for the championship at SummerSlam, and then Sonya Deville challenge Mickie James for the title after that. But I don't think it will happen now. No. Either way, just good to see her back.
3: No, no, it's good to good to see her back. I thought she might uh, like progress into a kind of backstage role now, but you know, she, if she can keep the in-ring career going, she's great. She's really good in the ring, so she is she's quite good on commentary as well.
1: Yeah. I mean, yeah. not that I've actually watched any of it, but I've just read people saying she's good at Coventry. <laughs> also, a really good
0: uh, country musician for any country fans out there, but that's a whole other podcast. <laughs>
1: can we, can really? we, can we, can we talk about a hardcore country run yeah. TNA? This <laughs> TNA fever just runs through us every
3: episode. Um, and I'm also going to put this story in because it came from the Guerrilla Position podcast, which obviously we were, um, <laughs> have issues with last week because they were. Um, saying Gary, we, we called them pricks, basically, because and <laughs> Gary off. Uh, but John, John called them pricks. I called them pricks. Uh, but yeah, Seth Roan appeared on uh, their podcast, and he's, he's basically saying that fans have less patience for long-term stories these days. Yep, as I mentioned last week,
0: I quite like their podcast, despite what their opinion on me might be. Um, but I actually heard this one live, because I I'll still listen to their podcast, because I don't hold grudges. Um, but yeah, this is one that I don't know how much you can agree or disagree with, because I think there's a lot of in-between stuff Seth Rollins hasn't actually mentioned. So he, and this is, you know, I don't know how many times this kind of stories came out about Seth Rollins, but he said that wrestling fans today which you know that that's always going to be the start of a good story. If somebody says wrestling fans today, they're going to say something people are going to disagree with. Um, but apparently said that wrestling fans today don't have the patience for long-term storytelling uh, in relation to WWE stuff. So for me, I think the perfect you know comparison for this would be New Japan. New Japan do long-term storytelling better than anyone. The reason their fans trust it, the reason their fans are more patient, is because New Japan follow through on all the long-term storytelling, or at least most of it. WWE have the tendency to have storylines just drop off a cliff. And that it's, it's, might be why the fans don't have as much trust and as much patience for the long-term storytelling. Yeah. So I do. I think it's agree. similar to the
1: end of Game of Thrones, isn't it? Yes. Yeah.
0: Can't trust <laughs>
1: WWE with
0: I, I mean, I agree with like face value. What Seth Rollins said is correct. Fans don't have the patience for long-term storytelling. But I think you missed it, a very important reason as to why they don't. Yeah. That's the, the one, the one thing I'll say there.
3: I, I think fans. I I like long long story. Uh, Long uh, term storytelling in wrestling because the payoffs, all the payoffs, what you want is the big payoff at the end of the long term storytelling. When you think of, I guess, likes of Daniel Bryan, or I mean, that was thrown upon them right enough, so I won't give WWE credit yeah. for <laughs> them. But you think of some of the great long term storytelling in wrestling, and when it gets paid off, it's just brilliant, you know. But like you say, Gary, just WWE don't seem to have the patience or time to, to do it, it's just like, oh, pff, well border that now, get that in the bin. You know, so I I completely disagree with that. I think if they could do it better, fans would really appreciate long-term storytelling. I agree with your statement,
0: fans don't have the patience, but at the same time, a lot of that is on WWE for making the fans not have the patience by not keeping the investment level up.
3: Yeah, yeah. Uh, And finally, uh, Xavier Woods wants a promotional match with Kenny Omega.
0: Yeah, um, file this under things that will never happen, but it's fun to talk about anyway. So, Xavier Woods and Kenny Omega are really good friends anyway. Anyone that knows what their two main hobbies are each will know exactly why. Both massive gamers, um, and both have been part of a lot of, you know, I can't remember the last one, but both have been part of a lot of big, you know, gaming conventions and stuff like that. Very when good you friends. You had New day
1: versus the Elite hit one of them a couple of months ago as well, like, or My, maybe a year ago. Who won. I believe the elite one because Kenny's like borderline pro at Street Fighter I think. Yep.
0: Right. And Xavier Woods is you know a dab hand at gaming as well (laughs) since he's got his own YouTube channel that is completely dedicated to it. Holds a Guinness World Record in relation to it. But yeah um, Xavier Woods said Kenny Omega has been on my YouTube show before and so have the Young Bucks. Um, we have been able to do Street Fighter tournaments together with a wrestling spin on it, of course, with a contract signing, which they've done, cutting promos, uh, which, you know, is brilliant when people do put these wee, wee things in for a Street Fighter tournament. Um, but I said, that rivalry is still going strong today, and I'm pretty sure it will never end. I would love to do some sort of interpromotional match with him one day. Probably never happened, but it's a really interesting thing for, you know, reporters to report on and fans to just be like, yeah. oh yeah, that would be cool.
3: Yeah, but I wouldn't be. Cute. If it was going to be an inter promotional match, you wouldn't want Xavier Woods, Kenny Omega. You'd want Rollins, Omega, wouldn't I mean, you? Yeah, that would be the one for me. For me, it probably would be New Day versus
0: the Elite. I think that would be an yeah, amazing. Yeah, really, I think that would be. Because just the amount of content you'd get on like being the Elite and, and on actual like, both programming afterwards, uh, poking fun, I think would be absolutely brilliant.
3: Right, okay, Okay. let's put you on the spot. The one inter promotional match, WWE versus AEW. What is the one match you would like to see if this such a thing happened? We should do a whole episode on this because it'd be great. But I'll come to you first, Alex. If you could have one AEW wrestler versus one WWE wrestler, what would you be having?
1: Right now, I want to have Cody versus Triple H. <laughs> 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 just just for the <laughs> entrance off alone, I think would be great.
0: Yeah, Gary. I was going to go a lot more boring than that, but I'm sticking to it because I've been saying it for a long time now. Darby Allen, Jeff Hardy.
3: Decent shout, decent. Shout. For me, just for the promos alone, MGF versus the Miz, I think would be <laughs> very good. I think that would be money. Um, yeah, what's do a whole episode now? That. That'd be great for to do fantasy book and Ireland wrestling that'd be great. Uh, right, in fact, that's a good one. If I ever win fantasy <laughs> book and Ireland, I might book that. Uh, right, we'll find out if I get do actually one just in a minute. But until next week, thank you very much for the news, Gary. <laughs> Ah, so welcome once again to Fantasy Booking Island. So while we enjoy a rum cocktail on the beach, reading Bret Hart's autobiography, Big Alex is out there on the Fantasy Wrestling Daft Raft, making us book stuff from the world of wrestling. Um, So what are me and Gary booking this week,
1: Alex? Everyone's favourite new segment, Raw Underground. Feel free to rename it as well, actually. We get extra points for that.
3: Yeah, I wish I had. Right. Okay. Okay. I'm taking that board. You didn't say that, but I'll think of something as we go. Um, right. Okay. Uh, so, what are we doing? Just we're allowed to just do anything with it, then, are we?
1: It's free. It's free rain. It's it's DIY raw underground
3: right okay okay right so let's decide who's going first in the usual manner which is a flipping something that's close to hand with gary and calling heads or tails i meant to bring coaster. the badge back but it's a coaster again this week it's a
0: <laughs>
1: Okay. See, uh, consistency gary has consistency yeah As for a coaster we got a coaster
3: i'll go for our heads on the coaster whatever yes. that is he's actually flipped the coaster Oh, Mike here.
1: And I is mean, is you tails. can just pretend you've got Dominic Mysterio on the podcast now, John.
3: Yeah, it's <laughs> Tails. <laughs> right, Tails, what do you want to go first A, bit a second, Gary? I'm going
0: to go first. I'm going right. to go first because I've not got much confidence in this because it's not so much a booking as a bit of my own.
3: But, um, but I'll go first, aye. Right, okay, three minutes in the clock to book. Raw Underground start now. So I held off late on this one because I wanted
0: to see what Raw did last night. And I actually need to commend them because two of the things I was going to change have already changed. Mentioned it in the buries the and putovers that, you know, we seen the Dancing Girls last week. I think that undermines the women's revolution, so that was probably a stupid idea. It's gone, seemingly. And Shayna Baszler is there as well. So it's nice to see women actually getting their chance to, you know, be equals in Raw Underground. One thing that I really do want to do, that ring with the ring posts with no ropes look stupid. Get rid of that. Um, Or maybe don't get rid of it. Maybe just put either a cage on it. I know that might be a bit too close to UFC, which is what they're going for. I'm quite happy to sacrifice the cage. Maybe put some ropes on there that aren't ropes. Maybe put some wire on there. Maybe just have wire around the ring. Doesn't need to be barbed wire. Just needs to be wire or something that looks similar to that. Keep the way it's going. You know, I like the format. I think they're doing a good job of showcasing a lot of people. Uh, Arturo Ruiz last night who had been undefeated in Brazilian mixed martial arts for 17 years. Good way of showcasing guys like that. And, you know, I mentioned Shayna Baszler. I mentioned the dancers. I think... The thing that... uh, You'll you'll see why I'm being kind of transparent with what I'm saying here with a name that I'm going to mention. I want them to change it to maybe WWE Underground or just WWE Fight Club. Something along those lines. Get rid of Raw because I want it to go across... I can see John looking very angry. I want it to go across all three brands. Now, I don't want it to mix brands. I want it to actually be showcased on all three brands. So I would have it on SmackDown and NXT. Just a, a thing that goes through... As a constant throughout the week, SmackDown, Sonia Deville, which is where I was going with the, the Shayna Baszler thing. Get Sonia Deville on there, get Matt Riddle, Sheamus, Shorty G. On NXT, you've got Tim Thatcher, you've got Oni Larkin, Killer Cross, I think would be amazing on it. And what I would do is I'm going to steal something from AEW because why not? Power rankings. Get power rankings on, get as who is actually winning the matches. And what I want to do. Every and we'll say three or six months, I'm not gonna say yearly, because we'd probably see this isn't gonna last a year. Every three or six months, we get a pay-per-view or a network special, and it's a ninety-minute tournament featuring everyone with the highest rankings, the raw SmackDown, NXT, and the winner gets whatever they want, you know. Whether it's a title shot, whether it is an actual belt, maybe call it the Universal Fighting Championship just to take a top shot at UFC. Um, (laughs) But either way, they get something. I've not decided what that is yet. Maybe it can be a title shot at, you know, one of the main titles. Maybe it is a belt that goes through all of these eventual, if you keep going with this showcase, goes through them all. But yeah, I think it's good overall. So a few wee tweaks and I think we're there.
1: Oh, he came in a second, a second under his time. Oh my God, that
2: was... Gary, you've done the amazing...
1: You've managed to make Raw Underground or sorry, WWE Underground makes sense. Hey, I so wish I didn't even mentioned the hot business. Yeah.
3: <laughs> do you know, in Countdown, when like they, they do the maths thing and uh, somebody gets it and then they have to show they're working, I wish that was the case in this because I've got a lot of similar things. I was sitting <laughs> in the background going, Right, I wanted Barbed Wire, I wanted uh, WWE Fight Club. And Gary then, just wanted
1: wire. There was, he said just wire, didn't Alex. need to be barbed wire. You pull out the barbed wire at the monthly special, you see.
3: Right, okay, I wanted barbed wire. Right, okay, Terry Funk right. comes back got for a lot, one-off match. <laughs> a lot of, my, a lot of things I'm about to say you've just heard from Gary, but here we go anyway. Start the clock, Alex. So, yeah, let's change the ring up, as Gary said. I mean, for me, I would have just got shot of the whole thing altogether, but that's not how we're playing the game. Um if we are playing the game, this is how we're going to do it. We're going to change the ring up, we're going to put barbed wire around or some sort of fight pit like we had on NXT. Um, like Gary says, it's going to be a bit like UFC then, but that's what we're going so for, so what the hell. Um, and that will get the eyes in the audience. First thing that needs to happen, you know, we, we're living... Basically, this has been popped in a, a middle of a show, which, you know, wrestling's meant to suspend our belief. You know, we don't know it. We know it's fake. We know it's fake, but you need to, when we're going into a shoot environment, we need to make that shoot environment seem as real as possible it can. So I get why they're doing the quick camera cuts, but they shouldn't be zooming out. They should be way back so it looks as shoot as it possibly can without going in close and actually seeing people not hitting with punches and stuff. There needs to be color in there. There needs to be shots of people coming out of the ring, covered in bruises, scrape scraps. There needs to be all of that. Um, to make it look like more of a shoot environment. And most importantly, it needs to be rules because there doesn't seem to be any kind of rules. It's like Shane McMahon, you know, I've not seen last night's role, but Shane McMahon was jumping in saying, that's it, he's over, it's over. The referee needs to rule this. The referee, it needs to be taps. It needs to be, right, that's how it works. You need to tap someone out or or knock them out uh, because Shane was just jumping in in the first episode and dragging people off saying, he's had enough, he's had enough. So there needs to be rules to make this more of a shoot environment and make it stand out from the rest of the show. They need to build stars, and that's the good thing about Rondergaard, they need to build stars from it, and they need to look, existing superstars look good like they did with Ziggler, that's the part I really like about that. So let's use these stars and make them look hard as fuck, so when they go up to the main roster, you know, we can build something from there. Get the music in the bin. The music, get that in the bin. The, the royalty-free music that they uh, got from some website. Michael, Michael Elgin's Elgin, team tune Elgin, last night. Was it, Michael? Get, Michael get, Elgin's Impact get, team tune uh, last night. In the and you know what? Get Shane McMahon in the bin. I know why they put Shane in there. to get eyes on it because he's a name. From day one, this should have been set up as a gimmick for the heart Business. You know, they, they brought Hurt Business in last week to rule over, over it. It should have been set up from day one that they were running it and run a promotion inside the promotion because they are going to get put over so much and it would have done Bobby so much good if he was just bossing it because it puts him over immediately as hard as fuck and gets him running over the main roster without you know so you can put him in a match with Drew because he's looked hard as fuck uh, in uh, Raw Underground so yeah that should have been from day one without Shane being involved in it and um, and what I would like to see going forward is an almost like an invasion angle. So you're building all these stars in Raw Underground, and if we are going to have Shane McMahon in it, Jordan Almageb, I'm trying Almagbehin and Dabakato, put them ro- bossing it, and I've run out of time. But they go up to the main roster with Shane McMahon as their manager and just run over the main roster and build them up on Raw Underground, or as I would call it, WWE Fight Club.
1: At least it's it, like, I have, I have, I have two comments. One, you're getting rid of Shane McMahon, but then you're using Shane McMahon to put over talent.
3: If we are, if we are going to have to have him on, this was going back and rewinding the crop. We would have had a hot bus. But if we are going to have to be, be, grin and bear it with uh, Shane, at least use him like that, and then bring these uh, two dominant forces up onto the main roster because they would, you know, you get to an angle where they're just battering everyone, and, you know. Then bring them up onto the main roster to run riot on the main roster.
1: The good thing is, before you play as Nani has mentioned, Brock Lesnar. True.
3: True, true.
1: true. Well, the one the one thing I did like about John's was he gave it an origin story. Like I liked the way you were talking about it. it should have been built around the Hurt business, and it was like MVP running a promotion within the promotion. That would have made a lot of sense. Yeah. But we have rules here, I and wait. rules go that John broke the rules, and so John has to be disqualified. And so Gary's sensical version of <laughs> WWE Underground is this week's winner, I'm afraid. I like how I won based on rules when we're talking about something that has no rules. Well, <laughs> that was, was going to be my other comment on John's. So my, my ruling was going to be that you were actually going to win. And the reason Jon was going to lose was because he wanted rules. Why do you want rules? <laughs> Truly, it protects the stars because Shane said they had enough, but it didn't mean they had enough. Okay, well, well done, Gary.
3: As always, beating again. I am on such a losing streak. I feel like Heath Slater. <laughs> anyway,
0: wait to get you guys to book Retribution next week. That's all I'm saying.
1: <laughs> we all know I'm just going to have it. It's going to be Aces and Eight. It's going to be Aces that... and eights again. That's all it's going to be. <laughs>
3: so there you go that's it for this week's show please rate, review and subscribe on Apple or wherever you get your podcasts Um, myself and Gary will be back on the headline show this week while uh, Drab and Gregor are off the bat 21st so week after next Uh, but we'll be here on Friday and we're joined by one the only Ravy Um, he'll be on to kind of co-host with us throughout it, and we'll also on the retro review remember do your homework you need to watch Wrestlemania 6 Um this week but uh, Tom Campbell from Aholic will be joining us to pick out a pay-per-view on that as Alex goes I on i to
1: see alternative British po- wrestling podcast names on your podcast John
3: oh, I'll let them off they're good lads over at Cultaholic
0: can, um, we, can I bring in a bit of continuity I think I mentioned last week how the last ever show uh, that I seen Eva Lisa before AEW had came calling was Source Wrestling and Govan Ravy Davy was also on that show, and I
3: believe it was the guy that was standing at the end of the night after a Royal Rumble as well. There you go. So Ravy Davy will be on chatting to us. Uh, We'll talk to him about stuff that's going on with him, and also he'll just be chatting wrestling with us. A list of wrestling daft this week, Gary, I'm going to hand the baton back on to you, I think. I'll get Ravey Davy to do some as well, but we're going to be talking, as voted for by the listeners, it was 21 years since the debut of Jericho in WWE. Now, I gave the listeners the option to either vote for the best moments of Jericho or the best debuts in wrestling, and they went for the best debuts in wrestling, so we're going to be talking about the best wrestling debuts. Uh, on the list of Wrestling Daft this Friday we're also going to have Tama Tonga on the show talking to Gary um, so that'll be really cool and we want you to remember we asked you last week what's the best wrestling rumour you've heard so we want to hear from you on that as well so get on board with us on Twitter at Wrestling Daft and give us all those thank you I I was
0: hoping it had been uh, 21 years since the Montreal Screwjob Oh no, yeah, yeah I
3: meant <laughs> that. oh, that was up. Uh, Alex, you're not going to be here You're on your hot date. Um Good luck with that, by the way uh, What's your favourite wrestling debut? I thought
1: you were going to say What's your favourite wrestling rumour And that's going to be It's always the third man was Mabel <laughs> uh, um, Wrestling debut You see, I think it's it's hard to look past The Jericho one for me I know that's a total cop-out But it is just one of the best Yeah. Don't
0: yeah. worry, folks I'm going to look past the Jericho one yeah. <laughs> I've got one in mind that ain't the Jericho one.
3: Right. we'll, we'll find out what that is.
0: Jericho's well.
1: number two, though, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe three.
3: Maybe three. Wow. <laughs> we'll see how that goes out on Friday. Remember, get on Patreon. You can hear the, see the video version of this podcast and get loads of other stuff up there, including our new bonus episodes, Rab on Wrestling, patreon.com forward slash wrestling daft. Boys, thank you very much as ever. Where can we get you on Twitter, Gary? I am there as Wrestling Gary, which,
0: of course, if you're on Wrestling Daft, just take away the last four letters and stick in, Gary. Are you streaming for AEW and NXT on Wednesday night? Most likely, yeah. I'm on Twitch as Gary Talks Wrestling, and I go live for about half an hour before any wrestling shows.
3: Yeah. um, And uh, Alex, again, once again, good luck on your day.
1: (laughs) Okay, John, now it's if you've really just made this fucking awkward. (laughs) What's her name? What's her name? Where did she cut that bit John cut that bit out John. You cut, like? bit out you cut this
2: is... segment out thank you very much <laughs> and stay tuned
0: to next week's Wrestling After Marks to hear more about how Alex's date went
3: fantastic <laughs> <laughs> until next time keep marking out
2: Audio Frontier